We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the live post-game show for Lakers versus Clippers slash podcast. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure that you are giving us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. The Lakers, well, it's a tragedy for the city of Los Angeles. The Lakers losing to the Clippers. Yes, this makes some number of games in a row that the Lakers have lost uh, to the Clippers. A lot of context here to break down. A lot of stuff to talk about in this one. Uh, unfortunately, the bottom line, well, the Lakers no longer have the ability to get themselves into the playoffs. I'm not talking about the play-in. They're in the play-in, but into the playoffs. That means six seed or better. They no longer have the ability to put themselves in there. Now they are relying on other teams losing games in order to get there. Specifically, we're looking at the Golden State Warriors and a big matchup come up, up now on Friday for them against the Kings and a big matchup on Friday for the Lakers against the Suns. The Lakers need to win that game and need the Warriors to lose to Sacramento on Friday in order for the Lakers to have a shot at getting into the playoffs and getting that sixth seed. Otherwise, if the Warriors went out, there's nothing the Lakers can do. They are stuck at best in the seventh seed. So unfortunate in that regard, but we'll see what happens. Again, this Lakers team still has some fight in them, I'm sure. And again, worst case, they're in the play-in. Joining me tonight is Jeff Spiegel. Jeff, how are you doing? I was doing a lot better a couple hours ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was uh, this was obviously a, a rough outing for the Lakers. Um, LeBron, and this, this was the worst part. Yeah. LeBron played. Anthony Davis played. You might as well have, have rested them, unfortunately, because you had to – once you decided to play them, you had to get the result, and they did not get the result. Um, I said this heading into the night. What you could not withstand on a – the Lakers – I, I – I talked about this last night. I wondered if last night's game cost the Lakers tonight's game. Essentially, mm -hmm. once the Lakers went into overtime against the Jazz and had to exert the energy that they did, is that if that just penciled in a loss for tonight's game? To an extent, I think that's what we saw. We saw a very tired Lakers team, but they still elected to play LeBron James, still elected to play Anthony Davis, and yeah. then didn't get the win. You put that extra mileage on them and don't get the win. I'm sure, obviously, hindsight being 2020, you wish you had just rested them for this game. Um, Jeff, that's that's all kinds of unfortunate from the Lakers side, that you make that decision yeah. to put LeBron and AD at higher risk, to not rest them, to go for it, and then you don't get the win. That certainly hurts and makes it all the more painful that you had to go into overtime to beat a bad Jazz team last night. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, look, we'll get into should the Lakers have played LeBron James and Anthony Davis in this one. We're going to get into should the Lakers have taken LeBron James and Anthony Davis out of this game for the right. final six or seven minutes when they, once they went down by 20. But you said it, and we talked a little bit about during uh, the playback live watch along, was the worst thing that could happen was the Lakers made it close enough to where LeBron James and Anthony Davis played some serious minutes tonight, and they lost. And that's unfortunately exactly what ends up happening for them, I think LeBron James finishes with 30, 35 minutes for him, 32 minutes for Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell plays 40 minutes. All that in a game that, if we're being honest, wasn't all that close once the fourth quarter started and the Clippers got off 
to a pretty substantial run there to give themselves some distance. So lots to get into here, but I think the headline is LeBron James plays a lot of minutes on a back-to-back. Anthony Davis goes back-to-back for the first time in four and a half months, and the Lakers still can't break that losing streak to the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, truly unfortunate. Again, the Clippers have been resting for four days. Um, They've not had to play, so they've been resting, preparing specifically for this matchup with nothing else to focus on. The Lakers have been on the road. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. The Lakers have played two games since the Clippers last played, so mm-hmm. an unfortunate quirk in the in the schedule that I think was a big factor in this. And, and look, there's going to be a lot of fans out there that say, no excuses, no excuses. Everything is an excuse. I think there's some important context here in yeah. this game to look at why it played out the way it did. Now, did the Lakers have opportunities to win? Potentially, again, the Clippers missing Paul George. But we said going into this game, that what you were not uh, with tired legs, what you were not going to be able to withstand was outlier shooting performances from the Clippers. Like you couldn't have a couple of bench players for the Clippers get hot and hit a bunch of threes or something like that. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. 44% from three for the Clippers tonight. That's an outlier shooting performance. 52% from the field. That's an outlier shooting performance. 27 points for Norman Powell. Good Lord, that is an outlier shooting performance by a yeah. lot. The The Clippers shoot more free throws than the Lakers. That can't happen. So many things went against the Lakers when you look at the box score. It's easy to see why, why they lost this game. You just were not going to be able to withstand performances like that from these Clippers players. And unfortunately, it was just terrible, terrible timing. But yeah. that's exactly what you got. You got potentially the game of the season from Norman Powell. And you got a number of other Clippers players that were just red hot and had terrible timing in doing it from the Lakers perspective. Yeah, it's tough. You go into this one, you know, there's no Paul George playing for the Clippers. And so you feel like, all right, if we can get a good game out of LeBron, if we can get a good game out of Anthony Davis, then we'll feel pretty good about things. You look over at the Clipper box score. If I had told you, hey, 25 points for Kawhi Leonard, you live with that. You say, all right, if, if there's no Paul George and Kawhi only gets 25, LeBron finishes with 33. You feel good about all those things, but then you look a little bit further. And as much as Norm Powell did show up, you said like you can't have an outlier performance from the Clippers in a positive way. We got an outlier performance from the Lakers, non-LeBron and AD players in a negative way in this one. I know Anthony, or excuse me, um, Austin Reeves finishes with 20 points, but that was a pretty empty 20 points that that got tacked on, I think, seven points in the final 90 seconds or something for Austin Reeves. And so... That, to me, was was the biggest disappointment. Yes, Norman Powell went and did his thing, but if Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell or Dennis Schroeder or, you know, fill in the blank, if any of those guys stepped up and gave you 15 or 18 or, you know, consistently, then we're not talking about uh, Norman Powell. But instead, the Lakers go over with their role players stepping up in a big way, and the Clippers get big performances from Bones Highland, from Norman Powell, Zubats, even Russell Westbrook had a good first half for them. So... It's a, it's a both and for the Lakers. They didn't yeah. stop Norman Powell, and they didn't have anybody step up for themselves. And and to to that point, though, I mean, the, the Lakers actually shot a little bit better than expected yeah. as well. 41% from three for the Lakers, 51% from the field. But where you typically notice fatigue is on the defensive end of the floor. And so people will say, well, but the Clippers got open looks. That's where you saw that the Lakers played the second night of back-to-back. You could see where – there were a number of instances where they just didn't have it to, to go out there and make the extra extra effort, the extra contest, the, the energy level. Um, and, and again, a, a truly unfortunate result in this one. Um, let's get into some of our, our questions here and comments. Kasuke said, Darvin is the worst coach in the NBA. Wenyan getting cooked by seven footers. Mo Bamba's back and he keeps letting Wenyan get cooked. Shaking my head. Was that, I mean, I know a lot of Lakers fans are not happy with that. Hey, Darvin Ham is back. Why is why is uh, Mo Bamba not? I'm sorry, Mo Bamba is back. Why is Darvin Ham not playing him? Um, what are your thoughts on on that? Uh, the, the counter being, of course, Mo hasn't played in a month. Yeah. Was this the correct decision from Darvin, or should he have seen that? Hey, Wenyan is not getting it done right now. I thought he had a poor game overall, yeah. and should the change have been made to go to Mo at, at the very least in the second half? Yeah, I, again, I, I I think it's a both and. I think. Wenyan versus Zubac was clearly a really bad matchup for the Lakers. I think it was in the first half. Zubac was able to just throw his shoulder into him, back him all the way down to a four-foot little baby hook that was automatic. The flip side is I feel like there is a little bit of this where it's like Mo Bamba wasn't going to be the difference maker in this game. Like, you know, acting like that was the reason why the Lakers lost, I think is is a little bit of a stretch. It would have helped 
And, you know, maybe the 18 point lead was down to a 13 point lead or something. If you had a little bit more out of Mo Bamba, but I mean, you look at Mo Bamba's game log, as you said, he hasn't played since March 5th. Um, you know, the number of games that he has with double figures since coming over to the Lakers uh, is, you know, twice he's, he's gone into double figures. So I just, I mean, I know defensively is what we're talking about here. I think it would have helped. I definitely said that, but I don't think it was a difference. I think there was a grass is, is greener effect here. Yeah. Where yeah. if you lose a game, the answer was right there on the bench. If yep. you had just played, like I'm, I'm sure I haven't gone deep into the chat yet at all, but I'm sure there's people that are saying, well, if you should have played Lonnie. Yep. I, I, and there it is. I just see one. Why doesn't Darvin Ham play Lonnie? Why doesn't Darvin Ham play Max Christie? Like, I, I'm not saying that's incorrect. Yeah. But I don't think that playing Mo Bamba fixes this. Nope. I don't think it, it changes. It, does it change the game a little bit? It might. But it's also possible that Mo Bamba gets out there. He's completely out of rhythm. He's not ready. Yeah. And he doesn't do well either. And then we're saying, why would you put on a guy that hasn't played in, in a month? It's just, I don't think that the solution was sitting right there on the bench. Not when you've got Norman Powell with his eyes closed, hitting everything he throws up. And what are you supposed to do? I mean, that's, yeah, that, it was unfortunate in terms of the, the Clippers shooting performance. I don't think that Mo Bamba fixes that. No, no. I mean, the Lakers were down by like 20 with six minutes to go in the game. So like what percentage of that 20 point deficit is Mo Bamba making up single-handedly? For the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, three theories said clips came out looking like they took this seriously. I think the Lakers took this seriously as well. I mean, yeah. they played all their guys that, I mean, obviously hindsight being 2020, obviously should have rested, but they played all their guys in this one and they went for it. Um, I think they took it seriously, but the Clippers had, the Clippers got to prepare for this as though it was a playoff game. Yeah. They had four days to get ready for this game. The Lakers played overtime less than 24 hours ago. I mean, that's, yeah. That's a, that's a tough hurdle to overcome on top of all the emotion that's built up. All, you know, the Clippers have been talking about this game for days now because they've been able to focus on this. They've been talking about how bad they want to win it for Russ and all, you know, all this kind of stuff. They we said, we said this before the game, the Clippers were going to play like this game was game seven of the NBA finals. This was everything. This was their season. This was their yeah. lives on the line. That was the approach they were going to take for this game. And it's hard to, to beat a team that's got that approach, that's got that's that locked in, and that has been preparing for you for days when you just played less than a day ago. That's yeah. very, very difficult to do, even with LeBron and AD and and uh, and all the Lakers playing. So they had to overcome that and just were not able to do it. Yeah, don't disagree with anything you say. Um, Kawhi played 43 minutes, so if you want to know how seriously the Clippers took yeah. that, he did not come out of the game basically in the second half. Uh, senpai says, don't overreact, people. I think this is good advice. After last night, plus Clippers rest, this loss was likely. Second half showed us LeBron is 100% back. On to Phoenix Friday and light the beam. Yeah, so basically now we're looking for two things. We're looking for Phoenix on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, hopefully to rest some guys to give the Lakers a better shot. I'm not saying you can't beat Phoenix if they play everybody. You certainly can. But it wouldn't hurt if, if yeah. Phoenix says, you know what? We're locked into the four seed. We're going we're gonna to rest some of our guys on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. Hopefully they do play their guys on Thursday. <laughs> and not decide to play them on Friday. And then on the flip side, hopefully the Kings feel like they maybe can catch Memphis for the two seed, and they do play their guys on Friday against the Warriors. This time of the season, wacky stuff happens in terms of who's playing and who's not. Hmm. So you never know. But yeah. bottom line, if the Lakers win out, they can they can win out and still be in the play-in. They can beat Phoenix. They can beat Utah to finish out the season and still finish in the seventh seed if the Warriors also win out. So that's that's now huge. You need a Lakers win and a Warriors loss on Friday. That is the only thing that's going to really put you into the sixth seed right now, which would be great. I mean, look, if that's where we land, the Clippers in the five seed and the Lakers in the six, that's what most fans wanted coming yeah. into this. I don't think that's the likely outcome to Friday night, though. But yeah. if it happens, fantastic. And then we can look back and say, well, I guess that worked out the way we wanted it to with this loss. Yeah. I mean, it's not over. I mean, that, that's what I, I would know. say that. Things look a lot more bleak now than they did a few hours ago, but it, it, the door has not shut on the Lakers getting out of that play-in game. Uh, Young Ninja, Lakers lost this game last night in Utah. Yeah. I mean, that's that was a big part of it, and yeah. Be thankful Joe they Steve. won the game. Be thankful they won the game in Utah, at least. I mean, I know we wish it hadn't gone to overtime, but imagine if they had lost that one also. For sure. Uh, Joey, don't want to hear anyone defend Ham. 
coach poop show tonight <laughs> had a legit chance in the second half. LA Lakers played against their head coach at this point. I, I mean, the, did you look at this game and say this is on Darvin Ham? It's tough. Um, I mean, the short answer is no. I don't think Darvin Ham uh, like maximized the opportunity in yeah. front of the Lakers tonight with the way that he coached. Again, I, I would have. We said multiple times I would have put Mo Bamba in over Wenyan Gabriel because Zubac was cooking him. He never went to that. Um, but you know, he wasn't the one letting ball go through his hands a couple times. If you're Troy Brown, he wasn't the one LeBron throwing passes straight to defenders a couple times in the first half. And so, you know, I, I think if you want to be critical of Darvin Ham, as weird as this sounds, I think the only thing you could really be critical is the decision to play LeBron James and Anthony Davis in this game. If you wanted to, I'm not going to be critical of that, but I think that would be the decision that, that Darvin Ham maybe has to own the most responsibility for. And then the decision to keep them in, whether they lost this game because of Darvin Ham, that, I mean, he wasn't the guy leaving people wide open. He wasn't the guy making shots for the Clippers. I think those were your biggest issues. Um, if you're the Lakers, I thought, I think some of it is the results can, you can say, well, it, like if the Lakers come out, if, if the Clippers come out and they shoot, 55% from three. At one point they were shooting 70% from three. Yeah. And you go, Oh, that's great coaching. Yeah. Well, some of that is just the, sh- the ball's going in the basket. Yeah. Right. But I, but I also won't say that Darvin was great in this game. I don't think he no. was, I don't think he had great counters for what the Clippers were doing. I don't think he made fantastic adjustments. And like you said, I, I think the answer probably was to go to Mo Bamba, even though I don't think it changes the outcome of the game. Yeah. It was a little disheartening that Wenyan is getting, getting cooked as it were. And you've got Mo Bamba sitting there. I mean, yeah. Throw him in the game. Why not? Yeah. Why, when what, you lose, yeah. What's the worst thing that can happen if he continues to get coached? Well, you were getting that was happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. When you lose a game, you want to be able to point to something and say it was this person's fault. It was that person's yeah. fault. And if not, if not for that person, the whole thing would be different. Like neither of us. I'll speak for me. I'm not a Darvin Ham guy. I don't think Darvin Ham is like this this unbelievable coach that is leveling up the Lakers roster as it is. I think he's fine, but I'm not a pro Darvin Ham guy. But at the same time, I'm watching this game and saying they were getting cooked. They were down 20 with six minutes to go. And LeBron scored 33. Like, I, I don't understand how you can pin that on Darvin Ham and say he's a, the team scored 118 points. They gave up a bunch of points on the other end of the floor. And, you know, Norm Powell, like somebody in the chat earlier in playback was saying, how could they not have game plan for Norm Powell? Like Norm Powell going off is not Darvin Ham's fault. So ultimately, sometimes you just lose. Darvin Ham may not have helped, but he wasn't the reason they lost. And Norman Powell suddenly getting the the Lou Williams whistle where all he's got to do is flail and it's an automatic free throw attempt for him. That's something that's, that's difficult to, to game for as well. Um, and it's important. Again, the Lakers needed to, if we pointed out the stats ahead of time of what, it, what where the Lakers needed to win this game, yeah. they they needed more free throw attempts than the Clippers because the Clippers tend to be a better three point. They're one of the best three point shooting teams in the league. Um, you need to make up for that at the free throw line. And the Lakers did not get to the free throw line more. Now you can say the officials did a poor job. I thought they weren't great, but I also don't think they were why the Lakers lost this game. But nonetheless, Norman Powell, you know, parading to the free throw line makes it all the more difficult to try to have an advantage there where you really should. So I don't look at this and say, this is all on Darvin Ham or this is all on LeBron or all on AD or all on any particular player. There were a lot of things that came into play here. I don't think Darvin Ham improved upon the situation, but I don't think he's the only reason why they lost either. Yeah. Um, co-op, Dennis Schroeder, six field goals, two of them uh, rejected. AD called for the ball in the post when Braun was on fire and he decided to go early for the last shot and airballed it. Yeah, this was not a good Dennis Schroeder game. Nope. And that was that was part of, you know, Jeff, you and I were talking on, on playback during the game, talking about how, okay, Norman Powell is going to go, he's going for 27. Yeah. Zubats is, is scoring 17 or whatever you finish with. Yeah. Um, who was going to step up for the Lakers? Austin finished. Austin Reeves finished with a good point total, but that wasn't the case for most of the game. Yeah. This was a LeBron and AD and nobody else really like percentage wise. It was okay, but nobody else really said, Hey, I'm here. I'm going to get going this game. We just didn't really see that out of the Lakers tonight. Yeah. I mean, I was go, went back and looked through the play by play. It was the entirety of the third quarter and about, the first eight minutes of the fourth quarter, if you take that 20 minute stretch, the Lakers got six made field goal attempts from non LeBron and Anthony Davis players. So you get six made field goal attempts from every player on your roster, except for two guys. 
it just you can't rely that heavily on LeBron James and Anthony Davis to carry you. And and I mean, look, to some degree they did, but at the end they just came up short because Norman mm-hmm. Powell was too much and yeah, they didn't have anybody to match him. Uh Phoenix Down said Wenyan on Zubats is nuts. Yeah. I I would have liked to have seen them go to Mo if he's healthy. But you know, maybe the thought was, yeah, he could play in an emergency situation, but realistically let's wait till friday to put him into a game perhaps that was the game plan going in i don't i don't know but yeah, yeah. when you when you're trying to deal with zubats is you're asking for trouble even even when you're trying to deal with plumley is not yeah. ideal there it's just too much of a size discrepancy there uh game summary no effort heavy legs darvin with poor choices gabriel and Schroeder, and no timeouts not sad about the loss it's how we lost that, I think that's one of my biggest criticisms of Darvin over the course of the season has been how reluctant he is to call timeouts. You're not Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson can do that. Phil Jackson can do the, nope, I'm going to sit over here on my chair that's really a throne, and I'm going to refuse to call a timeout because you guys put yourself into this mess and you have to dig yourself out. That's because Phil Jackson is the greatest coach of all time. That's not Darvin. Yeah. You need to manage the team a little bit more and manage the opposing team's runs. We see opposing teams do this to the Lakers all the time. The Lakers go on a little run, 5-0, timeout. Try to put a stop to it. Yeah. Right? What are we we're going to hit you with our best set coming out of this timeout, try to score and get the momentum going the other way and not let this get out of hand. Darvin, the opposing team will go on a 4-0, 6-0 run and you're kind of going, "Okay, maybe a timeout, 8-0. Okay, maybe we need it to uh-oh, 11-0, they just hit a 3." All right, finally you get a timeout. It was two or three possessions too late. I think he is a little too conservative with the timeouts, and I think it's it's one of my main criticisms of, of him this season has been the usage of timeouts, which admittedly I think has been better over the last few weeks, but yeah. was not great tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting because in the third quarter there were two moments where Ty Lue called a really quick timeout. There was one where it was like the Lakers hit a three to cut the lead from 20 to 17. Boom, Ty Lue calls a timeout. Yep. And out of both of those timeouts, the Lakers actually surged. The Lakers actually were able to cut into the lead and then cut into the lead again. So there was some success the Lakers had coming out of timeouts, just not the timeouts that they called for themselves. And so, um, you know, overall, as I read this comment, you know, it's it's how we lost. I, I tend to agree with that. It's the fact that they kind of just got smoked from the get-go and they should trying to get your hopes up. Good third quarter, then they get smoked at the beginning of the fourth, then they cut it to like nine, and then it's, back and forth that that part was the tough one to me um so i i agree with the uh the commenter here uh wicked bronco darvin scam back at it again with trash lineups he saw when you go minus 18 and refused to use mo again i think that's fair criticism uh if we have mo i think we win i won't go there i'm not going to say mo mo bomba changes this game into a win for the lakers yeah. like what evidence do we have that mo fixes what ailed the lakers tonight i mean aside from yes he's a bigger body doesn't guarantee that Zubats isn't scoring, but in theory, it's worth a shot to go to him. But I, I don't, I don't look at Mo as a. I mean, what you lose the game ultimately by seven, but let, let's face it, it wasn't that close. Is Mo Bamba swinging this game ten plus points is probably what you ne- would have needed. I, yeah. I don't think that's realistic. No, no, yeah, it's a broken record. But I, I, Mo Bamba, we look. Let's just put this to bed. We all agree Mo Bamba would have been a better option than when young Gabriel. Yeah. Trevor and I are in lockstep. That is not the reason the Lakers lost this game. Uh, Rick says Darvin Ham was extremely outclassed tonight. Why would Mo Bamba be listed as available, not touch the floor? Again, won't rehash it, but appreciate the, the super chat there. Face reality, Braun and AD should have rested and focused on Phoenix. Yeah, hindsight being 2020. Of course, if you knew the outcome of this, this game, no, rest everybody. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, we, talk, talk me through that. this, Trev, because you mentioned the rest advantage that the Clippers had. So we talked about, hey, you can't play these guys and lose. And yet, if you, you know, you're pointing out the Clippers hadn't played in four days. The Lakers are coming off in overtime and back-to-back. I mean, th- th- I, I, you and I both agreed. We liked that LeBron and AD were playing this. You play your guys. You let the chips fall where they may. But the more I think about it, the more – and I'm not changing my position. I'm just saying – you know, I wasn't necessarily in step with the fact that the Clippers had had such an extended period off. That to me feels like it could have been a pretty compelling case for for just mailing this one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that was the case, and that was why my gut was they're not going to play these guys mm-hmm. uh, tonight. But it turned out they did. 
Um, they played him. They went for it. They thought they could, you know, with no Paul George, they, they, they thought that, hey, we can we can get this done even with tired legs and um, just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, these Santos guys just didn't look hungry enough. They need to come out swinging against the Suns. Also like to see Bamba the last few few minutes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I don't know if it like the fact that they played says they were hungry, right? Like if they weren't, they would have just not played at all. I think they were tired and there's a, there's a difference between those two things. I think they very badly wanted to win, but you played overtime last night. I mean, then you, you played overtime and then you got on a plane. Like that's, that's very difficult to deal with. I'm not trying to read too much into this. I I found it interesting the Lakers were better in the second half than they were the first half because that kind of yeah. goes against, like, if they were tired, they should have faded. And instead, LeBron had 30 second-half points, and the Lakers won both the third and fourth quarter. So, again, I'm not trying to read into that. I, I'm just pointing out what I find to be something that's interesting. Yeah, I think they tried to um, give that last burst to get back into the game in the third. Yeah, and and do what they could to chip away, and unfortunately, like they didn't close out the third very well, and the Clippers were able to push the lead back just a little bit. Um, but I think that's what that was. That was kind of like a last gasp. Okay, let's do, let's give everything we've got and see if we can yeah. get back in this thing. And unfortunately, they weren't able to close the gap quite enough. Uh, and then the Clippers surged in the fourth. Retro Hip Hop said Russ is the only Clipper with a negative plus minus and wants to talk trash. So glad that bum is gone. Was he talking trash? Yeah, I don't know. He played I didn't well see in the first quarter, unfortunately. He he hit again. Talk about outlier shooting performances. Russ is hitting threes, hitting jumpers. He yeah. then started clanking some and things like that. But I mean, you knew it. You knew Russ was going to come out and was going to try to to stick it to the Lakers because that's what guys do. And this yeah. is what we've seen on the road trip. We saw Patrick Beverly, saw uh, Taylor Horn Tucker, Damian Jones hitting threes. Like what? We shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Terrell, upgrade the backup point guard position this summer, please. Dennis Schroeder over dribbles and can't shoot and gets abused by bigger guards. I just think you you can't count on Dennis Schroeder every night to give you 15-plus points and a good performance. He's just not going to. But like every other game, I think he will. So I, I still think that you, you should be pretty happy if Dennis Schroeder is your backup point guard, particularly as on a veteran minimum salary. But you just can't expect him to be – a guy that's going to make big plays for you every single night. It's frankly kind of above his pay grade. That's, that's always been my position on, on Dennis Schroeder. I think he's been just fine for the Lakers and maybe, and probably better than 
what you could have hoped for, given what you what the price tag you got him for is. I, I don't think that you should expect Schroeder every night to be great. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm probably the highest on Dennis Schroeder of anybody. I, I like Dennis Schroeder. 15 games last month, he was in double figures in 13 of the 15. I think he plays solid defense that maybe he doesn't get enough credit for. So I'll admit I, I'm I'm the high man, and I might be wrong on that, but I, I like Dennis Schroeder tonight. He was terrible. I mean, look, there's mm-hmm. no I'm not defending his performance tonight, but. No. Uh, lethal saint let's stay positive not the result we wanted but i'm pleased with lebron and ad giving it a go legs were gone but let's move on and win the next two yeah win the next two and worst case you're the seventh seed and you're at home in the play-in with a chance to win a game and then move on against probably memphis maybe sacramento we'll see um that's that's reality that's where you're at now you got to win your next two this this loss puts pressure on you to beat phoenix which is a tall task you can still do it though to beat phoenix uh chris no excuses for him he's not a head coach he's an assistant coach lebron hurt us in the first half bad defense didn't feed ad again not giving lou that contract will forever haunt us yeah i mean lebron's first half was indeed not good it was not he had what three points at halftime and then turned it on is that right three points yeah yeah 30 points in the second half for lebron so it's tough to criticize the guy when when you look at the whole picture and it ends up where it ended up. That, yeah. that I mean, I, I'm you're right to be critical of LeBron in the first half. I think you got to sort of pump the brakes a little bit on that criticism when he puts out the second half. He again, he wasn't the problem tonight. Uh, two things: our defense is overrated. We can't guard uh, good right. to great offensive teams at the point of attack. Vando is our only good stopper. And man, I'm afraid in the playoffs, our role guys won't show up and they're not battle tested. I mean, your defense is number one in the NBA since the trade deadline. So even if you're overrated, you're, what, a top five defense? Top 10 defense at worst? So I don't I don't know. Like, if you say your defense is overrated, does that mean their defense is actually bad? Yeah, like who's – who? yeah, I, I would say I don't think the narrative is that the Lakers have an incredible defense outside of people that are paying attention to the numbers that you're referencing. Um Tonight, again, they were bad tonight. <laughs> the Clippers shot the lights out. A lot of them were open. There's lots of reasons for it. Um, so if you want to if you want to look at just this one game and make a proclamation about the Lakers defense as a whole, you're going to come to this conclusion. But if you factor in, you know, the, the rest that the Clippers had, the lack of rest that the, the Lakers had, and just the, the incredible performance that the Clippers put on from a shooting percentage, then, you know, it is what it is. I think the defense is kind of like we, we approach it the same way as coaching, yeah. right? Where anytime you get scored on, that's bad defense. Anytime that you see a player on the floor that you don't think should be on the floor, well, that's bad coaching, right? We just yeah. we equate those two things when that's not always necessarily the case. Sometimes you have a really good de- – and I'm not saying the Lakers were good defensively tonight. They weren't. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say tonight was a good defensive performance. I'm saying in general, yeah, we look at defense as very – results oriented if the ball goes in the basket that was bad defense if the ball does not go in the basket that was good defense and those two things aren't always tied together over the long haul yes the long haul good defensive teams get stops bad defensive teams do not right that's bottom line but if you drill down to any one individual shot or even even a game sometimes even a handful of games you can play great defense and shots go in it just it's 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 what happens. So I don't look at the Lakers and say they're they're a bad defensive team or anything like that. Uh, as far as not being able to stop players at the point of attack, it, it's the 2023 NBA. Defenders yeah. aren't able to hand check. They aren't able. And this is this is what the NBA wants. This is how the how the sport has gone in terms of how it's officiated, in terms of how the game is played, the way that floor is spaced. Yes, if this was 20 years ago, we'd be saying, my gosh, the Lakers perimeter defense is terrible. Guys are getting into the paint constantly, but it's not. You look at how spread the floor is because of the shooting. You look at, at the way the game is played, the way the game is officiated now. This is what NBA basketball looks like. Yeah. If you're expecting everybody to get stopped on the perimeter, it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And I hate, I hate to keep bringing up the schedule, but quickness is the first thing that's going to disappear, which is your yep. ability to stay in front of a guy on the perimeter. Um, 
HB Triple Threat. Trevor, for the love of God, what coach has fresh players on the bench ready and still runs tired guys out there? No real strategy calls for that uh, is asinine. Uh, trade for trade for Bamba for what? Lonnie, Max. That, again, I, I won't rehash the Mo Bamba thing. Yeah. I, I don't think that because, again, I, I I agree. I think that he made a mistake and you should have put him in there. Uh, Lonnie, Max Christie, I, I think it falls under the category of you point to whoever didn't play and say that guy would have been better because hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just criticized the Lakers' defense tonight, and adding more Beasley minutes or adding Lonnie Walker minutes are not going to help the defensive output. <laughs> you know, if you're replacing a guy like Troy Brown, who was bad on one end of the floor, but probably a better option defensively. Motorsports said LeBron played great, just had no legs at the beginning of the game. Ham kept AD out way too long in the second. He did, but I wonder if that was in some ways trying to mitigate playing the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. Um, and just saying, hey, we're going to try to keep the minutes down. If you wanted to rest him, just sit him out, ruin the energy. That, that's actually, I think, an interesting point. Mm. Because I even said when we're looking at who's playing, who's not, that it needed to be all or nothing. Yeah. That you're, either, you're either going for it and you're going to play everybody. Or if you're not, then really don't go for it and rest everybody and just concede the game and – Max Christie, here's a bunch of minutes. And Dev- Devon Reed, here's minutes, right? And and do that, right? Yeah. You have to go all in, in one direction or another. And the Lakers, by their decision-making, said, we're going all in towards winning this game. But then you played AD 32 minutes and you sat him for long stretches. And it seemed like you tried to kind of toe the line there, yeah. which I understand. And I would have pulled him out earlier. But if you're going to go for it, you have to go for it. And you have to be willing to play him the minutes and not rest him mid game. Cause then what's like, what's the point of putting him out on the floor? Yeah. If you're not really going to play him in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricky one. Minutes. It's a tricky one. I mean, we talked about it three and a half months since the last time Anthony Davis played it back to back. And so, you know, what, it what does all in like, you know, it felt like he was going to be on a minutes restriction. He ends up playing a bunch of minutes by the end of this one. But to your point, like, I mean, kind of what I hear you saying is, Hey, if Anthony Davis is only going to play, you know, whatever it was, 14 minutes in the first half is it worth even playing him at all like does that just kind of mess up your rhythm to have him coming in and coming out um so i I think it's a fair question i just think this is probably the most they felt like they could get out of anthony davis and they just decided to take their chance with it uh lorenz said i try not to blame ad but let's be honest as a max contract player you can't get bullied by zubats did he i don't know i mean jeff did you look at this game Ibiza Zubats, 13 rebounds, four offensive rebounds, 17 points, six for 10 shooting, five or six from the free throw line. Did you think there were moments where AD got bullied by, by Zoo? I mean, I think it was more Wenyan to me. Um, so that, that I, I don't remember that happening. Doesn't mean it didn't happen, but that, you know, to your point, that didn't stand out. I will say 17 points from Anthony Davis in a game like tonight, you'd like to see a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, Anthony Davis, you know, it's a plus minus, not the end all be all. Anthony Davis was plus nine tonight. So AD did worth. say, have a comment, I'm paraphrasing, but after the game said he's not feeling great, but he's, you know, he's been better. I think is what he said, but he'll be okay. Like yeah. this is the first time he's played in a back-to-back. And again, it, th- by the way, this is done. There's no more back-to-backs. We will not okay. see a back-to-back until next year. Okay. That's good news. That's it. So that's, I mean, that's, that's good news. But um, as far as getting bullied, but I saw a number of times where Zubats got open because there was uh, a, a, a guard or somebody got a, a drive in from the perimeter. AD came over to contest and that got Zubats open. Yeah. But it, aside from some jump hooks or something like that, I didn't see like Zubats physically moving Anthony Davis out of the way or, or, or anything. And Zubats a big guy, Yeah. by the way. It was still ridiculous for Lakers to trade him the way, the way that they did. Uh, William, relax. Back-to-back against a well-rested team. LeBron turned on his defense in the second half. Playoff mode fully activated. Grizzlies or Kings aren't ready for us. Well, you got to get there. Got to get there. Got to get there first. So hopefully they will. But, um, yeah, I like the the optimism. I like the confidence. Big dog, Clippers are the Lakers' kryptonite. Like I, I really think this Lakers team is more well equipped to beat the Clippers than previous iterations of the Lakers, but uh, unfortunately, again, 
We knew it coming in. The, the context around this game was very much not in the Lakers' favor. All the other of the peripheral things were not in the Lakers' favor, and I think that came into play big time. I think this matchup does look very different. If, if the Lakers are on three days rest and the Clippers are on three days rest, this game probably looks very, very different. I'm not saying the Lakers for sure win, but I don't think that's crazy to say. One yeah. team on the second night of a back-to-back after overtime, the other one not, and the game would look different if, if you weren't in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Koa, Braun was horrible in the first half, but he literally willed this team to come back by himself until Ham played Schroeder, then played three guards for six minutes in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Braun did step it up. That's for sure. Peter, this is a good loss, guaranteed not to see Phoenix. I can't get there. I can't get there that it's a good lot. Look, if the res- if the end result is that you're the sixth seed, okay. But my preference, and, and some people disagree with this, and that's fine. But my preference has been, I would rather see Phoenix than be in the play-in. That's been that's and that's my choice. You might say I would rather be in the play-in than see Phoenix. Fine. I'd rather see Phoenix than be in the play-in. So I can't look at this as a good loss because you can't win your way into the sixth seed now. Yeah, you can't. You need the Warriors to lose. That's the only way you get there. And I'm not confident that will happen. I hope it does. But I I, I don't like that the Lakers no longer control their destiny in terms of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Anyone else notice Vando and Troy fumble passes? Yep. We saw that. And Vando, that's been a thing with him. Yeah, lots of turnovers early in the game when the Clippers built out their big lead. It was, you know, the Lakers had something like six turnovers right off the bat. It felt like mm-hmm. it cleaned it up by the end of the game. But yeah, not clean from then. It goes back to sort of the role players that we're talking about. You know, Fando, Troy, Schroeder, Reeves, D'Angelo, Russell, Beasley, Wenyon. Can, can one of those guys step up? The answer tonight was no. Seabass, uh, National Three-Point Association. It gets annoying when you play teams like the Clippers. On a different note, players got to match LeBron to have a chance. So he's complaining that there's too many threes in today's NBA. Uh, The Clippers took 36 threes. The Lakers shot 29. Clippers hit 44%. It's the great equalizer. And it's part of the reason why you see so many comebacks in the NBA this season. How many times have we seen a team go down 20 and and then they come back? The lead doesn't stay there. They come back in it. It's because of the three-point shooting. There's more threes, and that creates more variance. Um, it's just it's the way the game has gone. The skill of the players has gone up in terms of their ability to shoot that shot, and uh, I, I don't think that's going anywhere. Right? It's something yeah. that it that matters a lot. You're. I talk about with Dallas, right? Dallas is a very high-volume three-point shooting team. What that means, though, is that if they happen to have a good shooting night from three because they shoot so many, they're very difficult to beat. Now, if they don't shoot well from three, they're probably not going to win the game. But the flip side is if you happen to play them when they have a hot shooting night, you're done because they shoot so many of them. Um, And that's unfortunately what we saw from the Clippers tonight. They shot a lot of threes. Now, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA, so it's not like this is completely unheard of, but they still shot above their heads, uh, and that's just – it's unfortunate. And again, like Jeff said, a lot of them were wide open. I, I chalked that up to fatigue for the Lakers, who have done a pretty good job defending the three-point line overall uh, since the trade deadline. Yeah, the second part of that, the players got to match LeBron to have a chance. It is slightly concerning that, you know, the oldest guy on your roster is the guy who has the yeah. best performance on a back-to-back, you know? Right. I'm not saying he would have had an excuse if he wasn't, but, you know, D'Angelo Russell obviously missed the last game with an injury. Um, Austin Reeves... Um, Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, those are the types of guys, Rui, you're looking down and you're saying, all right, those are the types that, that can't, they, that's not a back-to-back can't be an excuse for a guy that is the age that some of these guys are. And yet it was LeBron who came through. Uh, Brandon, if we split, we go to eight, unless neither the, or the Pels nor the Wolves went out. Well, one of them can't because they play each other in the last game of the season. Uh, can't lose both. Rest up and finish the fight. Love you, Lakers Nation. Yeah, I mean, the, the only way you can guarantee even the seventh seed is to win out. If you win out, you guarantee the seventh seed, um, which, I mean, that matters. Home court advantage in, in the play-in, that definitely matters. But, again, you have to you have to win out to guarantee that. Uh, what the Unfortunately, the Pelicans won tonight in a game that looked like they might lose to Memphis, but the Pelicans wound up winning in overtime. That hurts. The Pelicans and the Lakers are now tied. 
uh, in the standings. The Lakers do have the tiebreaker. The Pelicans, their schedule, they've got the Knicks and the Wolves coming up. That's their, their schedule. Hopefully they lose both, but we'll see what happens there. Again, I would prefer to see uh, the Lakers just sit in the seventh seed and at least have home court in the play, and if that's where they're going to go. Uh, Reeb said, guess Kawhi's a robot. Played the whole second half. Yeah. If you want evidence that the Clippers cared a lot about this game, yeah. there it is. They played Kawhi minutes. all the minutes. And obviously they cared about winning this game. And I'm not saying the Lakers didn't. They certainly did. They yeah. played their guys. Uh, do I think the Suns rest guys on Friday? It's the second night of the back-to-back. The argument is that the Suns, because Durant's been hurt, they don't have a lot of experience together. So maybe they'll play guys just to get experience. But the hope for Lakers fans is that they do rest guys. I'm not, and they could be the Lakers could beat the Suns regardless. That's certainly possible. But we've seen some teams start to get the benefit of opposing teams resting players against them. It would be nice to see that happen for the Lakers. Although you could say they got it against the Jazz because Markinen didn't play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, that didn't help, unfortunately. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows? It's impossible to predict what the Suns are going to do because, as you said, there's so many variables in play. Do they want to get continuity? Do they rest guys the night before? Yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So we'll see. Uh, Vector Nova, got to say, I don't believe Darvin helped coach the Bucks. They constantly go big when they when the need arrives, and Darvin never goes big, even if he has Mo. I, I, I would – Stop at the word never because we have seen him go big in some scenarios. And the way you define big might be a little bit different. But nonetheless, yeah, there's there have been questionable decisions. Right, let's just say that. You know, this is a, a good comment. Addison Oliver said back-to-backs need to be gone. Preaching to the choir, man. That's been my thing for years. And not necessarily back-to-backs. Back-to-backs on the road should yeah. not exist. As somebody who, who I struggle, I cannot sleep on planes. I struggle. With that, the idea of playing an NBA game at the phys- – and these guys are some of the greatest athletes in the world, so they can certainly handle this much better than I could. But cons- just thinking about playing a full game at an NBA level, being up all night because you have to go get on a plane and fly to the next city, going – you get to a hotel room, maybe it's middle of the night at best, if not early the next morning – going and then trying to get as much sleep as you can and then getting up and going straight to another arena and playing another game. That is, I mean, that, that is setting yourself up for scheduled losses. That's setting yourself up for poor play. And I'm not saying that's what cost the Lakers this game necessarily. There are a lot of factors in here, but just in general across the NBA back to backs on the road shouldn't exist. I understand logistically it may not be possible, but I think more often than not, it leads to just bad basketball. And this is a, a not specific to this game. I'm talking about big picture NBA over the course of the entire season. I think it's a problem. And I, I, I sympathize with the schedule makers. But back to back on the road, I think it's asking way too much for guys to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I I have probably less sympathy for it than you do. I'm not saying anything you just said is wrong. I mean, they're flying different planes than you and I fly and try sure. and sleep on. So that's, fair. that's a benefit. And, uh, you know, so I, I think it's – and this one was in L.A. Keep that in mind. Technically a road game, but but it was, uh, you know, as we pointed out on the broadcast, probably felt more like a home game even if the music was a little different in the, uh, in the arena. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, still, like that, none of that is to write off the fact that, you know, it's you would obviously even if I could say, hey, we make too big of a deal out of playing back to back. It's not to take away from the fact you'd rather have three nights off in a row like the Clippers did. Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Wicked Bronco. Uh, Reeves, Dennis, A.D., Braun, Bando and D'Lo were getting hacked a ton tonight with no calls. Norman flopped every time in the lane and got calls. I thought we find people for flops. No, that went away years ago. Right. That was a. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. That was one of many examples of where the NBA says, okay, we're really going to enforce this. And then they do for the first month, maybe two months of the season. And then it kind of slowly starts to go away. Um, that's kind of been the NBA's MO with a lot of different rules. And um, like, remember how many different times we had, you know, early last season, the Trey Young fouls where guards are jumping into people and not getting calls. And now we're still seeing it happen. Yeah. Um, yeah Norman Powell got into the lane, threw his arms out like crazy, just flailed and got a lot of calls. Got a lot of calls. Um, that's uh, that that happens sometimes. Uh, unfortunately, it's I think guards are given a, a big big advantage in the NBA. Uh, you could say Austin got the benefit of that advantage uh, a few times this season too, though. But guards do have a really big advantage with the whistles, where they just kind of have to drive in and run into somebody and throw your arms out, and that that yeah. can get you free throws. And I thought Norman Powell. Uh, really took advantage of that. And again, Jeff, uh, you're in Portland. Maybe maybe go by and yell at the Blazers again for giving players to the Clippers for free. Yep. Thank you so much, Portland, for that once again. Yep, yep. <laughs> Wasn't a popular trade-up here either, I can assure you of that. Um, Bones Highland never makes those in his life. Again, that's what we said going into the game. You can't have an outlier shooting performance out of role players for the for the Clippers, and that's exactly what we saw. Um M. Dread, so effing mad, rather lose to the Celtics than the Clippers. Wow. I just well, they did there, both. But... Would you they, rather they lose to the Celtics? Either team this season. I mean, who would you rather lose to? I'd the rather Celtics. lose to the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather lose to the Clippers. I hate the but, Celtics. But the Lakers were 0 and 6 on the season against the Celtics and the Clippers. That's rough. That's rough. That's rough. And and at least one at least one game was taken away by the officials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Celtics at the end. Uh, I hope LeBron takes over coaching this team in the playoffs, but these guys are tired. Okay. I, I don't know if he's going to take over. Um, <laughs> this guy is, is advocating buying drugs for Anthony Davis. Nice. <laughs> His super chat. Thinking go. that that will, will get him going. He was advised not to play. Uh, the medical staff said, look, his foot needs to recover. Needs 24 hours after playing to recover. Um. Maybe it's healed up enough to where that's no longer the rule, but I mean, there was a reason why he wasn't supposed to play back to backs. This is the first back to back he's played. I don't know, it's not a shock to me that he, that he didn't have a great game. Uh, one table many chairs said, I know it's back to back, but Ham's rotations are awful. Pulled AD, went hot, let Wenyan Gabriel brick threes. I didn't understand Wenyan's shot selection in this one. Like, was, was it Mo Bamba is back? And so Wenyan thought, well, if I can make threes, then that's an extra reason why not to put Mo on the floor. So I better start shooting threes. Like, suddenly we've got Mo shoot or, or Wenyan shooting threes that he normally wouldn't. Yeah. To the point where he pulled the trigger on some of those. And Jeff, you and I were like, what, what is he, what is he doing? Why yeah. would he take that? Like, you're open for a reason on that situation. Um, was surprising to see yeah. from Wenyan. He's normally a little bit more disciplined than that. Yeah. Yeah, it, there was one in the second half that was like five seconds into the shot clock, and you're like, well, yeah. holy smokes, what was that? It wasn't close. Um, so, again, you know, look, there is nobody defending the way Wenyan Gabriel played tonight. Um, so, I, you know, I, I didn't pay, like, as far as were his rotations awful, I, I, I think I was so uh, taken aback by just how sluggish they looked as a team that my focus wasn't on, like sub patterns tonight. It was just like, man, they had a lot of really careless, lazy turnovers in the first half. They had a lot of balls go through their hands. Um, there's a lot of guys wide open for the Clippers. I mean, I, I would just, the rotation might be on my list of reasons why the Lakers lost tonight, but it's probably not my top three or four is just kind of where I land. Uh, Blake wild take first half. LeBron lost us. The game kept turning it over and LeBron was not good in the first half. There were a nope. lot of turnovers, a lot of, like you said, sloppy passes. Austin Reeves close to being the MVP of this team. This game was not fair based on rest. It's it's what you would call. Unfortunately, it's at a point where the Lakers, you're, you've got a lot riding on the games. But if this was a game in January, we would pick it out on the schedule and we would say that's a scheduled loss. Hmm. Right. I mean, that's 
that's just the reality. Unfortunately, it came with three games left in the season, but you come off of a road trip and play the second night of a back-to-back. Like that's, uh, it's unfortunate that that's the way the schedule broke down. Mamba mentality. At some point, the Lakers need to turn this into anger. Still waiting for that day. I'm sick and tired of these deflating bad basketball starts against uh, the Flippers. Play decent with level-headedness, and you'll win. That's all it takes. I know it's frustrating to lose that game, but I don't think the Lakers lost the game because they didn't want to win it. Yeah. I don't. Think I mean, it like I, it's it's tough. I, Clippers jump out to an 8 nothing lead in this one. 15-3, I think, is as big as the lead got. That's three and a half minutes in. So that, that was definitely a deflating start to the game. Um, especially because you come in and you sort of are riding the high of like, hey, let's go. Like everybody's mm-hmm. active. There were four guys who were game time decisions. All four of them end up being active. You're saying, all right, like time to go. And they just came out as flat as you could possibly come out. So I, I get that. I get the the frustration that comes with that. Um, you know, when it's 15-3, three and a half minutes in, it, it, it never really felt like the game was close after that. Uh, David said, tough loss, but the team didn't give up. Back-to-back should be abolished, so players can be rested for every game. Still looking forward to the playoff run. Yeah, and look, to be fair, the Lakers are going to have the advantage on Friday because Phoenix will be the second night of a back-to-back. So, there you, go. you know, maybe it evens itself out. We'll see. Yep. Base reality, Coach Ham Sandwich, Walker DNP again. I don't think they were Lonnie Walker away from, from winning this game. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, and you may be able to make the argument that Beasley's minutes should go to Walker, who Beasley hit some shots in this one. But again, I don't think they were a Lonnie away from from winning tonight. Yeah. Uh, Trevon said AD and Ham failed us tonight. LeBron redeemed himself. However, it's way too easy to scheme AD out of games. Coaching staff has to be better. Again, the, the Clippers had what three or four days to plan specifically for the Lakers. The Lakers played last night and had no time to prepare really specifically yeah. for the Clippers. So th- I think that's a factor tier two where I would expect, like if the Clippers came out and had a worse game plan for the Lakers than the Lakers, you would say what just happened, right? Like you would expect the Lakers to have, to not be as prepared for specifically what the Clippers were going to throw at them. Yeah. Because they, they played last night. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Davis was getting double teams thrown at him all night and, the move, the, the the appropriate move for Anthony Davis there is to move the ball, and it's a four on three elsewhere, and to attack. And the Lakers, none of their role players stepped up tonight. So, you know, like, do do they do we want Anthony Davis shooting fadeaway nineteen footers with double teams in his faces? Like sometimes, sure, but at the end of the day, you rotate to him, he gets double teamed. It's a four on three. You need Vanderbilt to be able to convert, you know, sort of from the foul line. You need Wenyan Gabriel to be able to convert underneath. You need Reeves to be able to hit the three and. You know, whoever it was getting the ball in the rotation after that, it, they just weren't knocking down shots. Uh, Davion, and then we're going to do the master lock, said, Ham is going to cost us a championship. Okay. Why did Vando only have eight minutes in the first half and took him out in the fourth when he was playing great? Why is Mo on the team if you're not going to play him? I, I would assume that Mo does play minutes probably next game. I would imagine that the thought process – Probably, even though he was active, my guess was it was a break glass in case of emergency situation since he hasn't played in a month. And that that was probably the case going into this game. Um, again, I don't want to rehash the Mo thing too much here because we've talked about it a ton. But Vando, I, to me, the, that Darwin was looking for, it was a trade-off. It was, I'm going to sacrifice Vando's defense in order to get Troy Brown's three-point shooting into the game. And that was the trade-off. Or in, in the case of Rui, or I'm going to get some mid-range scoring. Rui missed his shots. From, yeah. from the mid-range shots that you were happy with him taking and he missed them. Um, Troy hit a couple of threes early and then didn't, it was a, once you got down, it was a gamble that, okay, maybe we can get some shooting and get going in the game and not get burned too much defensively. It didn't necessarily work out, but I, at least I understand the gamble that was being taken. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Vando should play more minutes in general. The team's better with him on the floor in general, but I still understand the thought process. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you just said. Okay, let's let's do this. Master lock of the night. Okay, I'll, we've had a number of games in a row now where we've done the master lock and said there's not that much to be upset about. They won. <laughs> they they played well. Now last night, notwithstanding, right? But they won. They played well. They they done they did good things, and this team's exciting and, and all of that. 
Tonight, that's not the case. So, yeah. Jeff, what are you master locking from this game? Uh, I'm just going to master lock role player effort uh, for the Lakers. Uh, effort's the wrong word. Let me correct that. It's not role player effort. It's role, role player production is what I'm going to master lock. I mean, we've said it multiple times. The Lakers needed somebody to step up. And, you know, whether it was D'Angelo Russell, who you'd like to see a lot more of, he played 40 minutes tonight, finishes with just 15 points. Um, Austin Reeves had like 12 or 13 points until the last 90 seconds when the game was out of reach. Beyond those two, they didn't have a single other player in double figures outside of LeBron and AD. Uh, we mentioned Vanderbilt. His minutes get limited, but then you look at the bench. Four, six, six, two, and seven. Those are That's the production you got from five guys off the bench who all played 13 or more minutes. So I'm master locking the bench production, the role player production that the Lakers got tonight because it just wasn't good enough. Yeah, uh, that's that's fair. My master lock, Norman Powell. Get out of here, man. We don't we don't need an outlier shooting performance. Are you probably one of your best games of the season? We don't need that tonight. Yeah, don't need an outlier shooting performance and the flails getting into the paint and then just flailing and getting the whistle. Leave it out, Norman Powell. Go away. <laughs> we don't need that. We yeah. don't need an unscheduled 27-point uh, explosion out of out of him. So he gets the master lock because going into the game, my big focus was you can't let a Clippers role player have an outlier performance where they go nuts, and that's exactly what they got out of Powell and other players too, which yeah. is a, a recipe for disaster when you, when you get something like that. So Norman Powell gets my master lock. Um, all right. I've got a lot of questions left in the chat. I am way behind as usual. I will do my best to get to these uh, tomorrow. I am going to be traveling, heading back now uh, from Las Vegas. So I will do my best to get the get to these tomorrow. But appreciate everybody who joined us. Again, frustrating game, I know. But hopefully the Lakers can get back to their winning ways uh, when they take on the Phoenix Suns coming up. Uh, that's going to be a big one. It's going to be yeah. a really big game for the Lakers. So. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Make sure you do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, stay safe and see you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.